They must put serotonin in that song, eh? It just gives you a little lift. It's our Friday 8 a.m. tune. How can you not have the vibes, especially when you know Kipper's connecting right now? Get ready to that rich Hit, timber, hits. the rich gonna, timber of Nick Kiprios. It hits different when Kipper's on deck too, doesn't it? It does. Like a little extra excitement for it? Um, somebody says in the text line that Basil McRae is from Beaverton, and I checked it out. And Basil McRae, McRae is like a pretty big deal from Beaverton. That's a hamlet. I have family in Beaverton, so I know Beaverton. I've been to Beaverton. I was there three weeks ago. This has turned into everyone just boasting about who's from their hometown, though. Basil McRae is part owner and alternative governor Oh, alternate governor of the London Knights in the OHL and director of player personnel for the Columbus Blue Jackets and was drafted to the Quebec Nordiques. How do you juggle both those jobs? That's kind Basil. of an oh, interesting career path. Anyway, so... Yeah, pretty standard in hockey, no? Beaverton, baby. I don't know. Make any, it happen at the OHL level and then go to the, go to the big leagues? I'm saying I'm, I'm loving the Hamlet trivia this morning. It's our... Uh, it really is our... Like, if, if we had to, like, create... Well, not me. If you had to create a Jeopardy category where you could run the table, where you could dominate your peers. I would peers, love this. Celebrity Jeopardy, sports media edition, you're on there and you got your Hamlets. Kipper has no chance. <laughs> he definitely wouldn't. Kipper can't hang with you in Hamlets. No. Although he's been, he, he, like you. He's a writer now. He's a writer, he, but also riding the bus, North Bay coming down here in that junior career of his. Mm-hmm. He's driven past some. Probably, probably had his head spots, down though. Some not, gas not paying stations. attention like you were in the front seat, just jotting down notes of all the <laughs> yeah. all the towns you were going I through. Had my map out. Uh, we do have Kipper, our insider, brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. It's Nick Kiprios, former NHL forward, Stanley Cup champ, co-host of Real Kipper and Born. And which hamlet were you born in again, Nick Kiprios? Which town? Yes, is it a hamlet or a town? Uh, I'm. When I got traded to the Leafs, I was just the 88th player in history to be born in Toronto and play for the Leafs. Yeah, he's a big city guy. Toronto? He's a big city guy. Boring. I know. But think about those odds for a second. So every time I see a kid playing, like, ball hockey in the street in Toronto, I'm like, I don't like your odds, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be born from a place with 5,000 or less individuals, and it has to be out on a... County Road. That's the Rhino Rally right. secret, right? That is Clinton, Ontario. If you do, you do you have like any like odd knowledge? Like you must know North Bay pretty well. Like what what small town can we drop you in and you can like kind of be a tour guide, play tour guide, show someone around? Well, most definitely uh, North Bay, and I'll start with ice fishing right about now. Nice, right? We yep. just get a hot we. Some bush make sure light. the, the yeah. chili, the chili's nice mm. and warm, and uh, you know whether you catch anything or not is really irrelevant at that point, right? Just something nice to drink and something warm, and you're all set. All right. Well, the hamlet of Boston got a little better <laughs> last night, uh, making a splash. The best team in the NHL. Getting even better. Um, thoughts on the acquisitions and uh, how scary they're continuing to look? Well, on our show, it's always uh, Sammy McKee, who uh, is the, the, the Leaf, Nace, Leaf Nation uh, gauge. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, he was he was like devastated that Boston was able to uh, bring in uh, Orlov and, and Hathaway. It's almost like, you know, I'll, I'll see your Ryan O'Reilly and I'll I'll call you on uh, uh, with with Orlov and uh, and Hathaway. So. Uh, no, no question that the Bruins got better. Orlov is a legit top four guy, and he can play the game hard. He can also uh, shoot the puck. Uh, he's got he's got a lot of range there, and and you look at Boston now with McAvoy, Carlo Lindholm, uh, Clifton may be the best five or six defenseman out there right now. And uh, Allmark backing them up, Swayman. Man, they uh, they look they look good from the net on out, and that's really that that's something that has Ryan O'Reilly or Achari cannot address for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And yeah, they can they can help, uh, but man, from Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan watching what the Boston Bruins did last night, uh, I got a lot to think about now between now and uh, next Friday. It's not extra salt in the wound, but it feels like almost a direct counter because they use like the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> it was like almost the same price to get Orlov uh, and uh, Garnet Hathaway. D- d- does this feel like it was at all a response from Boston or Boston's just worried about doing what they got to do? And we were talking about how it's all about cutting the fat with them. Like they had one issue with the roster. If you want to call it an issue, Craig Smith not having a secondary scoring type season, that would be up to snuff. They just eliminated what the one problem they had and now they're an even better team. Yes, correct. And I mean, they were always shopping for a, a top four kind of shutdown guy. Uh, Gabrikov was the name that, uh, everybody threw around is a done deal last week. And I think for the most part, it was, I really believe that uh, they had something in place. They stalled. And the reason why they stalled is because word started to get out that uh, Brian McClellan in in Washington was going to turn the team into sellers. If they, if they lost against Detroit and they did and Orlov came into play and they did the old switcheroo. And that leaves Gabrikov out there still. And could the Leafs be looking at him? And and without Boston bidding, did it get a little cheaper mm. to, to get him? That's a possibility too. But that they still have not replaced Jake Muzzin, guys. And, uh, you know, you can't have a guy out there since uh, mid-October and and do everything that you're doing without still thinking that you didn't have to replace his minutes or his style of play. It's, it's ludicrous. So that's why I believe that something has to be done between now and, and next week for, for Kyle Dubas to, to still shore up that blue line. So counterpunch required if you want to hang with Boston. But I wonder where you think Tampa's at right now. They, of course, they've seen these two moves. They're a part of this like little triangle as much as anyone, of course, uh, being at so many Stanley Cup finals in a row. What do you think they have up their sleeve? Well, they're always uh, looking for defense, I think. And if they could find something, does that put them also in a position of uh, of Gabrikov or, or anything else that out uh, is out there? I mean, between now and next week, believe it or not, there, there still could be two or three more uh, instant sellers. Uh, Nashville, to me, is really interesting with Ekholm. 
and even Saros, to be honest with you, uh, are they are they ready to admit that the, they've had these amazing runs uh, in the last five, six, seven years, and they they're going to have to regroup like the Washington Capitals are? And again, it doesn't mean when you give up Orlov or or Hathaway uh, that that they're going to mail it in for the next few years. Not with the not with Ovechkin there and. Philip Forsberg's in Nashville, and you spent a lot of money to, to to retain him last year. So you can still tweak a few things and, and put yourself back into contention. And, and Nashville will be another team that we got to watch very carefully in the next five, six, seven days. Yeah, you mentioned it in your your latest article at the Toronto Star um, about Ekholm, and he's not a rental, which I think is really a nice a nice route to go. Of course, um, is that something that you're dreaming or you're hearing? Because I, I would like to be hearing it because that sounds like yeah. a really good fit. Well, Kyle mentioned it uh, when he when he went to public uh, about a week week and a half ago about not wanting to be in a position to 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 use key assets in a rental. Well, what did he do a week later? He did a rental with first, second, third, and fourth picks. So I, I don't see another case scenario where they do that. So the next one in a perfect world would be like an neck home where you can get to this year, next year, and the year after. And, yeah, listen, maybe he's getting up there a little bit. You're, you are looking at 6.25, if I'm not mistaken, at ages, what, 30. Three thirty-four, thirty-five, but his style of play should lend consistency in his mid-thirties. Uh, so I don't really have that big of an issue on that. Mm-hmm. But it's going to cost, and it's going to cost on a number of uh, fronts. Number one is uh, another uh, first rounder. It could cost you Matthew Nyes. Uh, it could cost you that you need a, a, a third party to maybe pick up. 20-25% of that contract which isn't uh, all of a sudden it's not it's not a fourth round pick for someone to help you out on his contract if you need to to uh, maneuver the salary cap it would be much more significant seeing how uh, he's got uh, multi years on his deal so it's very complex right now but I don't know beggars can't be choosers uh, because by going to get Ryan O'Reilly uh, without a contract uh, extension and what you paid for it pushes all your chips in the middle of the table here. You have to you have to make another move right now as if this season is really all that matters. And uh, uh, you don't get Ryan O'Reilly just to kind of mail it in at this point. Mm. Uh, I'm searching for a silver lining. This may backfire, but uh, last word on the Boston trade and how it affects the Leafs. Would you rather have on your fourth line Achari or Hathaway? Yeah, that's a good question. I think they're actually very similar uh, in in energy and uh, you know, the ability. I think uh, I think Hathaway listen, if, if I played against both, I'd want to kill Hathaway a lot more than Achari. Mm. So um, the, I think Hathaway has that extra element that drives teams nuts but i mean we'll see where achari goes i think he's got i think they've got very similar elements in their game um hathaway for me from what i've been able to watch the last few years probably goes above and beyond you know getting under someone's skin uh but 
you know, good players. Uh, yeah. Certainly happy to have either one of them in my bottom six uh, forward uh, uh, position. Okay, so if Kyle Dubas has to do something, I wonder, you know, Matthew Nye has obviously been the, the at the forefront of this discussion all along, but it seems like it's bordering on hysteria now, and it feels like it's something that, uh, it's like a situation that has grown into something that Kyle Dubas can maybe take advantage of. Like, if, we're, if we keep talking about how valuable and how great this prospect is, maybe he can parlay him into something that's greater than the, than the return would be on Nye's. Do you think it helps him at all that everyone talks about Matthew Nye's? Like, I don't know if... I don't know if, uh, you know... It's part of our responsibility, Justin. But I also, like, outlets... <laughs> I'm not going to name the outlet, Keep but the outlets it. are sending writers to Minnesota to do profiles on him. I don't think that's happening with Nashville prospects. Like, it just seems like it's taking on a life of its own, and it feels like Kyle Dubas could take advantage of that. Well, listen, whatever the case is, there's always the overhype of the Toronto market. And when you've got constant uh, reporters out there, either, you know, the star, the sun, Globe and Mail, I don't know, the athletic now, and you've got this, this huge core of writers out there always searching for stories. There's always the ability that they're going to write a story on, on, on your fourth or fifth liner that no other market will get. So there's an automatic hype machine out there for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And absolutely you could take advantage of it. Um, you know, we had this discussion about Nick Robertson, and at the time, I think, you know, he, he had scored two goals, and one was the game winner, remember mm-hmm. that. And, you know, and, uh, I think it was Tracos, uh that wrote an article, trade him now. And it's like, uh, you know, he, and he wasn't necessarily wrong, yeah. right? We, we kind of laughed at it, like, you're not going to trade him now. You're going to see how good he gets. And unfortunately for, for Nick and the Leafs, uh, you know, his stock, tanked this year and that's that's where Ailish you might be right that you know I mean again in my article I wrote for the Toronto Star the other day I'm right like how, how do you know where, where's the guarantees on Matthew Nyes and I use Jim BC as a as an example as incredibly hyped by the media um, and it didn't match it didn't come close to matching. He's still a good player, serviceable player for the Rangers today on a second stint. But come on, not even close. And, you know, even if you think he's, he's Chris Kreider, uh, I mean, look at the way Chris Kreider broke into the league uh, with the Rangers and how long it took him to get to the point that he's, he's, a, he's a dangerous 40 or 50 goal scorer. It took a lot of years. I think the, the most realistic thing is, is if you don't trade Matthew Nyes, that he comes in and you just ease him in and he's not going to be impactful, but he will develop into a good player. But will the timing be right? And for Kyle Dubas, it, the timing will not be right. Well, the addition of Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Chari obviously gives, I think, a little less pressure to Matthew Nyes to come in and be a top six impact player right away, which was what we had penciled in before one week ago when the trade happened. So you've been obviously breaking this down for almost a week now on Real Kipper and Bourne. Uh, where, where's been the most debate between you, Bourne, and Sammy with the Ryan O'Reilly discussion? Is it about his spot on the third slash second line and where you see him fitting long term and how long possibly this experiment, if it is an experiment, should happen? Yeah. Well, I mean, 
the thing for me that has stood out in a very short period of time is the chemistry between Ryan O'Reilly and, and Mitch Marner. I mean, they're, they, they seem to be very much in sync and Ryan's come in with his style of play that, uh, that makes you think that, you know, there's longevity in those two guys together, which means that either John Tavares continues to ride shotgun on the left side, or maybe you even put John Tavares on a third center ice position as a, as a bit of a, a checking role. So, um, I think we'll just see it kind of flip-flop a little bit. But, you know, ultimately, I really like Matthews, Tavares, Ryan O'Reilly, one, two, three, in whichever order you want. Um, and that's that's the way I, I saw it, best-case scenario, when it comes to matching up against Tampa Bay and Boston. And, listen, a great effort, entertaining as hack against the Buffalo Sabres. Everything now for Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan and Sheldon Keefe needs their mindset needs to be what is best to play Tampa and Boston. The rest of them, and I'll include Minnesota, and I, I like Minnesota, and it'll be a good matchup. And physically, we'll see where the Leafs can match up if if Minnie plays a heavy game tonight, and all of that comes into play as well. But you have to build from here on end to beat Tampa and Boston. That's it. Envision the lineup matches and who best fits against who, and uh, and start uh, using your last 25 games to kind of frame how you want to attack Tampa and Boston. We're talking to Kipper from Real Kipper and Bourne, of course, Stanley Cup champion and a former NHL forward. Um, okay, so let's do the line comparison or the matchup comparison. The Maple Leafs, as they're currently constructed one week out from the trade deadline, is there a place you feel more confident in the Leafs lineup compared to, let's say, Tampa Bay, who they'd probably have to go through first before the big boys in Boston? Well, I, I think uh, right now, I, I think of Brian O'Reilly right now either looking at a, a matchup against uh, Braden Point or, or Patrice Bergeron. Uh, to me, that's if you're talking about uh, an absolute complete 200-foot game, uh, a great stick, I think that uh, that's where Ryan O'Reilly will come in. And, you know, Matthews has done a terrific job. I think he leads all forwards and block shots in his own zone. So, I mean, maybe it just frees up uh, Austin a little bit more having Ryan O'Reilly uh, take the very big matchup. At least that's where I see it today. Uh, but, again, we're going to see Sheldon, I think, play a few different angles for the next 25 games maybe seeing even Ryan drop to a third line on, on, a, on a few occasions. And, and maybe that, maybe it is Matthews against uh, Bergeron or, or point. But again, these are the things that, that Sheldon Kyle and, and Brendan are going to have to start thinking long and hard about. Yeah. That's where I'm kind of at. Like, I think the flexibility is key because if you need O'Reilly to shut down someone, I feel like you have to take, at least John Tavares out of the equation. Like, yeah, I mean, you might might Mitch Marner in that sort of role, but that line, if it's going to be loaded up that way, its job has to be to score. The John Tavares unit, whatever one he's on, I think it's imperative that you're using John Tavares to score rather than defend per se, at least in a matchup basis. So if you need to shut down someone, maybe it's O'Reilly on the third line. If you need to outscore someone, maybe it's O'Reilly loaded up with John Tavares. Uh, what do you make looking lead wide now of the sudden resurgence of Patrick Kane? Uh, it's still 
going to be challenging for a team like the New York Rangers to get him. Uh, they have not done a very good job of uh, curing cap space in the last little while, which maybe could come back and bite them uh, because it's still going to be hard for them to fit him in if they can get somebody to pick up uh, 25% of a, of a 50% discount from Chicago as is. Uh, but he's really made a statement that says he, at least from his body language, that he wants to play uh, and he's got a lot of juice left. But we haven't heard from him yet. I mean, this time last year, we knew Claude Giroux wanted to get traded and we wanted to move. And, uh, you know, it ended up being Florida. We figured the same scenario would have happened by now. But Pat Kane hasn't tipped his hand one way or another, whether or not he, he's going to play or shut it down. And that's what Chicago's waiting for. And I think a lot of other teams are kind of waiting for. Um, I'm surprised it's gone this far. Uh, I don't think Chicago Blackhawks have played the, the Pat Kane and Jonathan Taves scenario very well in the last year and a half, two years. They knew this wasn't coming. This didn't sneak up on anybody. Uh, to leave Pat Kane out there kind of floating like this still um, without definitively knowing, uh, I think speaks poorly of Kyle Davidson and the Chicago Blackhawk organization. Yeah, it just feels like Patrick Kane has to say it. Rangers or else. Like, if he just comes out and says that, I mean, Vitaly Kravtsov was being sat. They still have a first-round pick despite trading one. They got a third-round pick to dangle out there for a team that might want to take on some salary. They still have a second-round pick in the holster for 2023. So it feels like the Rangers can get this done if they really, really make it work. I mean, if you look up and down the roster, you'll find some money that you could shed to make it happen. But I guess the question comes down to the Blackhawks and whether Patrick Kane is eventually going to force his hand. But it seems like he wants something, at least with the way he's played for the last week. I guess the other team that I think is loosely related to the Leafs, at least Leafs adjacent right now in terms of heavy hitters in the Eastern Conference, the Carolina Hurricanes, a great team. They continue to be a great team, but they continue to be a team that looks like they need something else. They looks like they need a shot in the arm, a little boost of offense to get something done. Is that the next team that like has to do something in order to take advantage of the situation they're in? Uh, yes. Uh, I think it's a harder sell uh, for Pat Kane to envision himself in Carolina. And, you know, that's that's not to disrespect the players that are there. It's just, you know, how important is it for you to win a fourth Stanley Cup as a rental to, to Carolina? And, you know, the Rangers are a different feel. It's an original six team and, and New York's New York. Uh, but, you know, they haven't replaced Pacioretty, who actually was, you know, doing very well there you know, in a short stint and uh, they like their discounted prices and I'm not sure what they're going to be willing to pay. The name comes up, uh, Carolina's name comes up with Timo Meyer. And again, uh, they don't appear to me like they're ready to hand Timo Meyer uh, an eight year deal at eight and a half, nine million dollars. Uh, and, and ultimately that's, that's what it's going to have to take uh, to get Timo Meyer. And I, you know, we, we you hear about Winnipeg, um, but I don't, I don't even think that Timo Meyer would be willing to sign there long term, right? And that's what you have to trade him for. So, you know, when it comes to these deals, uh, Carolina doesn't have the clout that the New York Rangers have, and if Pat Kane's focused on the Rangers, uh, maybe it's. Broadway or, or stay home. Maybe that's where it ultimately comes down to what you had, had just mentioned. 
Cane to the canes, though. Think of the headlines. Everyone would be excited to write. The puns would just be flying off the shelves, yeah. eh, Kipper? Oh, yeah, he'd be fantastic. I think as, <laughs> as long as he's rejuvenated, as long as he uh, he feels good, he can show he can still play a, at a high level. Um, and it would be fun to watch him uh, come April. But, again, it, where's his head at? Where, where does he envision being not only in April, but ultimately if you know that the Rangers won't resign you or Carolina won't resign you for what you think might be fair market value, how excited are you going to be to be a rental and stay in a hotel for the next three months? Broadway or bust, it sounds like. Uh, Kipper, enjoy the rest of the day. Have a great weekend. We'll chat with you next week. Thanks for coming on. Okay, gang. Have a great day. You as well. That's Nick Kiprios, former NHL forward, Stanley Cup champ, coast of real Kipper and Bourne guy from not a Hamlet, from a big city, Toronto. No, he, what is he, 88th? Something like that. That's pretty Guy from Toronto to play for the Maple Leafs? Pretty should have worn 88. Speaking of the city, our insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com right down there. Only place to grab a car in the city. In the city. Right off the Don Valley. <laughs> right off the Don Valley. There you Indeed. go. Um, okay, well, Kipper, he, he's he got the Matthew Nyes card on the table again. Well, he he's, uh, yeah. If Trump card was played by uh, the old Boston Bruins, well, maybe that's it if it's Trump. But uh, there might be something necessary, reactionary. It's hard to play the reactionary game, but if you're serious about it, you showed it with Ryan O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And if you are serious about it, don't you have to look at that Boston team and realize, like, we cannot leave anything to chance. You, That's the way Boston's built right now. I'm I'm really curious to see what Tampa does, too, because we just talk about Boston being the big bad Bruins. But, I mean, Tampa, Tampa and Toronto are, are jockeying back and forth here for home ice advantage. And that's going to mean a lot come the playoffs. And so maybe you're one one or two chips away from securing that and then rolling on through. I think some important context though on Tampa without a first round pick for the next two drafts, without a second round pick in 2023. Yeah. I mean, they have some prospects I would imagine. However, they have been investing assets for years into this, right? Three Mm -hmm. straight Stanley cup finals. Uh, It's not a secret how they got there. They have a brilliant team, but in order to feed that brilliant team, they've had to spend assets. I, I, I imagine they'll find a way to do it, but that's what's so special about Boston seasons to me is that they just have, they have the team already and they, they're not like short on assets. They're not no. even like the Pittsburgh Penguins are like freaking out about how they, can, they can't make any moves right now because they've spent so much just to try and keep it going. And they're, they're in a serious bind and Boston, to their credit, never really backed themselves into a corner. They put themselves not only in a position to be great, but in a position to add to that great team. Speaking of the Penguins, last night, absolutely embarrassed by the Oilers. 7-2 loss. Fire Hextall chance. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a rough one for the Oilers, too. Penguins scored like a minute in. Mm -hmm. I was like, come on. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm, like keeping an eye on the Oilers, of course, because like I just, Connor McDavid's got to be in the playoffs. If they blow this, I will be angry and annoyed. (laughs) So I'm like cheering for them to get in, of course. And I'm just watching them like, give up leads and play shoddy defense. Jack Campbell being a problem and then not a problem and a problem again. But they figured it out. They can overwhelm you oh. if they get a chance, and they did that in Pittsburgh last night. But that's a tough spot to be in. You got the the big head-to-head, Sydney, Crosby, 
Connor, McDavid, and you're hearing fire Hextall chance by the end of the night. Sid did get that point, by the way. We're discussing it. He did get that point late. Okay. McDavid with two goals and a beautiful penalty shot goal. That was stunning. McDavid highlights I'll never get tired of. And, of course, Tage Thompson with a hat trick last night. Not timely. No, I, I would have liked that for my parlay on Tuesday when they played the Leafs. But. A two for three night, at least trending up from our yeah. 0 for three night the night the before. The Capitals were disappointing last night. But I was, we're still I was waiting, sad about them. We're still waiting on our first wake and rake victory of the week. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can put to get that put that together rather after the break. Uh, get your selections in. You got a couple minutes to add to the anchor list and we'll have our picks ready to go in the wake and rake next. Everything you need to know about the Blue Jays. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake up! Now it's time for Wake and Rake. You could be raking in the dough with your kind of accuracy. Show me the money! With Ailish and Justin. Justin and I just both got shocked by the handle of the door in the studio. So much so that I didn't think I'd be able to come back on the air to finish the show. We're reeling. Forgive us for our picks here. Wow. How does that That's happen? Such a Why terrible is there, is feeling. Just, there's like a charge on the building all of a sudden? Like what what's going on? Like I didn't do anything differently. I stood up, went to go touch the door handle and almost didn't make it back. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit of an exaggeration. You did yell ow, though. It, it shocked me. It was a loud ow. Our picks are about to be electrifying. Electric. Okay, so get ready. Um, Leafs and Wild tonight, 7 p.m. Then the Leafs are back on the road after this. Seattle, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, New Jersey, all the hot spots in the NHL. So tonight's last chance for a home game for a little while for Maple Leafs. So should be bringing the fire. The Ryan O'Reilly tour Comes back home after an electric night on Tuesday with the hat trick. The factor mm-hmm. has been factoring. Leafs are favorites on the money line, minus 200, where I'm seeing it. It's a big night for the boys. Well, I'm not going to keep anyone in suspense. I love the Leafs tonight, and I love the Leafs in regulation tonight. Mm. I think they. this isn't the home debut for Ryan O'Reilly. Of no. course, that was over the weekend, but still the vibes carrying over. A little bit rushed. He's hung out at the practice facility. He's got his bearings now. I still feel like there's going to be a lot of excitement for Ryan O'Reilly. And I think the opposite is true of the Minnesota Wild, who for the second time in under a week agreed to just eat salary for someone. <laughs> I'm I'm counting $3.15 million in retained salary dead cap for the Minnesota Wild. If you're a member of the Minnesota Wild and you're a playoff position and you're like, hey, we're just, this is what we're doing now. We're retaining salary. I think it's going to look a lot like the Capitals last night who burned Ooh. us after they traded away so Orlov. The they laid an egg at home to mm-hmm. Anaheim. I think the same sort of thing applies for Minnesota. They have a decent effort, but the Leafs are the better team and they're going to be the more inspired team. So take the Leafs. In okay. regulation, that's your wake and at wake? home. I think that's I, I, you can't go wrong there. I'm minus seeing it minus one twenty a bit, so I think it's we're getting away from it. So hurry up, put it in. What's, that's minus one twenty. No, that's great. No, that's hundred percent great. It's better than mine. Um, last night I had picked the Washington Capitals on the puck line. Our other two picks hit, but then of course the Washington Capitals decided to trade away two of their players, and everybody just said, eh, "We could have been. It. We could have." I was thinking about it actually. Do we get out of this? They're not going to be too happy about. They're not going to be pleased. It's too bad. The bet was play, placed at 8 a.m. As as well as my other bet, which I said was a lock of the century. 
and I staked oh, my yeah. reputation oh, yeah. we on this. Talked about that. I'm all right. I'm ready to come on and say that LeBron James blew it. He did. I he think had we... the opportunity to go viral, which I'm sure he loves to do. Listen, and he he's, didn't. Got, he's got enough PR people around him, but not enough PR people giving him good advice. Seriously, where if were he you? wore the King's jersey, he could have atoned and you know made a little content and kept 200 bucks in your pocket. <laughs> I know. I just thought it was the perfect thing, and he obviously didn't get my message. He must have forgot to listen to that hour of the show on so Fan for, Morning Show for podcast two yesterday for you. Oh, oh, for one on the lock of the night, lock yeah. of the century, lock of whatever, and then the Capitals couldn't come through for you. But I think you're, my pride. you're at least excused for Washington because yeah. I, I guess you didn't know Dimitri Orlov was being traded. I later. didn't know that. Yeah. Don't forget about Garnet. 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 <laughs> Garnet. Garnett Hathaway. Hathaway, who is at least in Kipper's mind on par with Nolachari. There you go. So tonight I'm going to go with a team we just spoke about with Nick Kiprios, the Carolina Hurricanes. They're playing the Ottawa Senators at home. The Hurricanes are 26 and two on home ice, mm-hmm. currently on a four game win streak. The Sens are 11, 13 and two in road games, and the Hurricanes are a better team. I'm just going with the better team to win in regulation. It's not a really great price. Sorry about that. 145. But I need a win, and I'm going to go with your regular time theme tonight. So Hurricanes and regulation against the Sens. If you're feeling spicy, take plus money on the puck line, plus 100. But I'm not feeling spicy. I'm feeling I just got shocked, and I'd like to <laughs> just chill a little bit. Okay? Yeah, yeah, 9-1 in the last 10. I mean, this is they're the model of consistency. Carolina, if you want, like, if you just want what they're supposed to do, Carolina is, is as good game. of a bet as you can you can put together and of course if they're favored like they are you expect them to take care of business i like your pick a lot bruins uh and cracking yesterday was a fun one six five victory for the bruins uh golden knights ot win against the flames canucks ot win against the blues so i just want to keep it very simple and i don't know if i'm talking out of school on the seattle boston game but i i read that that was the last retro or reverse retro night of the year. And from now on, we won't be seeing those jerseys anymore. I didn't so know that. The Leafs will be putting those aside, of course. And they didn't I didn't wear theirs very I much. I think the Kraken, by the way, should just already scrap their initial design and go with those reverse retros. They're the, I think they're the best league-wide, and they're easily their best jersey. Wow. Best league-wide. Okay. Reverse retros. Okay. I feel like I only saw the Leafs wear theirs twice. And that's because I was out one of the games. Well, they also have the Bieber ones. So how many times can you not wear, but like, don't you have to wear your normal jerseys like a specific amount of time? I thought it was also weird that they wear the Bieber ones the other day for no reason. It did seem random, but you knew it was coming when that that photo of Brian O'Reilly in the black bucket. Ready? Pretty sick. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, he wore all three jerseys in his first three games, a different jersey. I didn't realize that. Look at you with all the facts this morning. Fashion guy. I'm a finger on the pulse. Okay. So our wake and rake two legs are both in regulation wins, the Maple Leafs and the Hurricanes. Um, all right, let's rip through some of our suggestions. You want to go first or me? You got it. All right. This is from Jag and Scarborough. His pick is Vucevic, who was once considered a Hall of Famer, yeah, or at least in away. consideration for Hall of Fame status until he blew up a parlay. Over rebounds, 12 and a half. He said that in five of his last six. Well, I guess he got hot since we uh, actually <laughs> bet him. Also, another Dylan Brooks under Hit again yesterday. Dylan Brooks. So Jeg's on that too. That wasn't Jeg's thing. No, it wasn't. Earlier, but, but people it's a are, text line thing people, now. People love Dylan Brooks, and we still, I don't think, have ever added it to the. It's like no, we did once. We, we did, did once. Yeah, we did. And did it hit? Uh, probably. Probably because it always hits. Dylan Brooks under unless he's playing in Toronto. 
Okay, so good morning. Some easy picks. Florida versus Buffalo, seven and a half over. Just over like, seven and a half? We're playing over seven and a halves. Wow. <laughs> That's actually quite seven high. Seven and a half is aggressive. I see it where I'm at as a flat seven, but if we want to juice up to seven and a half, live a little, let's have some fun. Damn, that is... I don't think we've played an over seven and a half yet on the show. DeLon Wright over one and a half steals. He's got at least one in his last eight games uh, and 16 total over that time. So he's consistently getting them. Hmm. He needs two, though. He also swiped two in his last meeting against the Knicks on January 18th. No name on that, but DeLon Wright over one and a half steals is one of the suggestions. Okay, Matt from Toronto says, uh, Mikhail Bridges over 19 and a half points is a lock. He's been incredible since moving to Brooklyn. Lots of stuff in the text line today. Yeah, people are juiced up this Wide morning. array. Steve from Sutton likes a Matthews goal today. Guy. He's been left out. Left out of the fun last game. I'll, I'll let the text. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could say it. He's going to be horny to get one, apparently. That's oh, Steve, yeah. from Sutton. Steve from Sutton. You can be horny. You can say horny on live radio, I guess. You just said it four <laughs> times. I, I hope so. I want to say it again. Well, I wasn't going to, but I realized <laughs> it gets said a lot. So I'll just say it. Uh, yeah, Matthew's got to get going eventually here. I'm a little wary of these oh, okay. goal props, though. It's also the Ryan O'Reilly show, at least right I now. I think that Matthews is like, I'd like to get my uh, shine back. He, Ryan O'Reilly stole the show, so I don't I don't mind it. It's also Steve from Sutton, so trust him with my heart. Good morning. For the Wake and Rake pick, I'm taking the Cavs on the money line, plus 105 versus the Hawks. Cleveland is a better team and are actually 6-3 and three this season on the second night of a back-to-back. Corey from Port Hope. Yeah, I was going to say, they did play last night, lost on home court to the Denver Nuggets, uh, but they were favored in that game, which I thought was a little strange, but we left it out of the parlays. This one came in real early. This one was before we were on the radio. Yeah, Mike from Tottenham okay. really wanted to get this one in. For that reason, too. I think when it was put in, I think we have to consider it. His first ever wake and rake submission. <laughs> Adler Mannheim in the DEL. That's the German Hockey League number one division. Adler Mannheim on the three-way money line. Uh, I will have to pull up. It might take a, a that second That is here. amazing. Who they are We playing. bet it already. Uh, we, did put, we did. We just uh, live bet it because Berlin. it was so aggressive. Berlin, that makes sense. Minus 124 in the three-way money line. Buddy, S- I already bet it. <laughs> S. Baron Berlin, Adler Mannheim, uh, big favorites against Berlin, and, and we're on the three-way money line. Okay, uh, Buff Daddy says Colorado versus the Jets over five and a half all day, Buff Daddy. It's worth saying Buff Daddy's getting some support, too, in the text line from other texters. They yeah. like what Buff well, Daddy's be- been doing. Because so. if you remember, Buff Daddy and Ron and Juliana are friends. Oh, but that's okay. okay, okay you know, okay. he still deserves the okay, love. Okay, so there's a little bias there. Just a t- t- tiny bit of bias. It's all good. Eric from Burlington. Good morning. Uh, great to be back on the winning track. Did we win last night? Don't worry about it. Or is that his Aaron personal won. winning streak? Eric won. I, I, mean. will, I will keep going with team totals tonight. Over in the Islanders-Kings game, Kings love goals, and the Islanders have as well since the Horvat trade. Okay, good morning for today's pick. I'm going to go with our Hall of Famer, Julius Randle. It's been a while. The books are not showing him respect, so we'll take advantage of that. Take over 10.5 rebounds at plus 104. Juliana's upset her Warriors lost, so today she'll take Jordan Poole. Over 3.5 three-pointers at plus 104. Um, she said the Warriors were bounced back tonight. Of course she did. Alt parlay, take Kirill Kaprizov to score an anytime goal at minus one, or plus 120. That's Ron and Juliana. Okay. Pool party tonight. Slimmy boy in Oakville. Joel Embiid hit the under last night, so going with another, well, going with an over this time. And Carter Berhage over three and a half shots on goal. I guess if you're expecting eight goals uh, with between Buffalo and Florida, Carter Berhage over three and a half shots does make some sense. Um, okay, two more. Don't know the line, but an O'Reilly goal. No, 
I'll take a look at that while you read the next one. I guess we have to at least consider at this point. And finally, Neil, who already got a pick in (laughs) that we discussed in the 6 a.m. hour, is very convoluted, so uh, we won't revisit that one. But another easy cover, he says, for Nick Jari yesterday. Yes, it was. His main pick from ATP Marseille is Arthur Fields over Stan Wawrinka. He was on Stan Wawrinka last week on the money line at minus 125. Uh, He's taken out some impressive names on his current run and should add Wawrinka to the list today. And an additional pick, this is a third pick here from Neil today, Gregor Dimitrov, minus two and a half games over Alexander Bublik. And the Bublik whisperer is Neil. If he bets on Bublik, Bublik wins. If he bets against Bublik, Bublik loses. Buddy, you know, Dimitrov is Bulgarian. There you go. So I... So some Bulgarian on Bublik crime. Imagine not betting this because that's my guy. We probably are related somehow down deep into the old country. <laughs> okay. uh, so O'Reilly goals plus 215. That's pretty good, 215. So I'll play that. If you want right. to ride that momentum. We do, do we have lines? For the game tonight? Yeah. Um, do, do we expect O'Reilly to be... Oh, lines as yeah. in like the hockey lines. Yeah. Okay, I meant the betting lines. I think, I think I we probably would have seen it if he got shifted to the third line. Yeah, right? we would have so heard all about it. Don't worry. Assuming that he's playing with Mitch Marner, 215 seems like there's a little value there. I don't mind that. Could be fine. Um, as I said, Maple Leafs minus 205 on the money line. Uh, over under set at six the juice on the under. Okay, so we got Carolina and Toronto in regulation as two of three picks we from got our Wake and We lots of options today. I don't even know where to go. I feel like it's my turn. Okay. I feel like it's my turn. Are we going back and forth all week? Although you picked yesterday and it won. Actually, you want to heat check? Do you want to keep the no, ball? No, I want to heat check. Shoot till you miss? Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I kind of like my Bulgarian guy. That's his. That's his third pick of the day. Okay, I'm just like saying. I know Neil's influence is strong, but can he go three for three? I think this is where I'm thinking. I think this is where I'm thinking. Randall rebounds. Okay. Bulgarian heritage pick. Gregor Dimitrov. And the not the over in the Buffalo, Florida. That's crazy. Maybe the over. That's the, crazy. Maybe Buff Daddy the over in the Colorado and the Jets game. I'm okay with giving Buff Daddy a run here. Colorado in a game, Kale McCarr not available. At least we don't think. Mm-hmm. I, I know he's dealing with a concussion right now. I'm not sure if he's back tonight. But the Jets have been scoring. Colorado surely can score. That's a low number for Colorado and and Winnipeg. I think. Okay, we're doing it. I like it too. So Maple Leafs in regulation, Hurricanes in regulation, and over five and a half in the Avs and Jets game altogether. That's plus four fifty. I like it. Best did of you, luck. Did you see the uh, Russell Wilson news, by the way? Yeah, let's share that with the listeners. So a report. I should get the name, but the report suggests that Russell Wilson approached Seattle Seahawks management and asked if they would trade or not trade. They would fire. Pete Carroll and general manager John (laughs) Schneider last year. And the Seahawks turned around and instead traded him away. That's a failed power move. That's you think you're something you're not. You think you're Tom Brady. You think you can do whatever you want. You pull the strings. You're the puppet master, Russell Wilson, because you think you're all that. And they turned around and were like, nah, we value Pete Carroll and John Schneider over you. And how validating it must feel to be making decisions in that organization to see what happened to Russ last year and to see what Schneider and Carroll will able to do with that roster and how many picks and futures assets they got in exchange for Russ. Like they're set up really, really good now. Do I worry that they'll overinvest in Geno Smith? Yes, I do worry that they will do that. But Seattle put themselves back on the right path by trading Russ 
And now Russ has got to chew on this today. What's something to chew on for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, we, we want to touch on one other thing this weekend for your weekend bets. Jake Paul and Tommy Fury. I know you're a big fighting guy, so just letting you cook on this one. But they're making this purse an all or nothing bet. So winner gets paid both purses. Winner gets bet gets paid nothing. Yeah. Bigger gamble, certainly, for oh, Tommy Fury. Big time. I mean, he's a part of the Fury family. I think he'll be okay. Still. But uh, this is this is the yeah. first time ever. A first uh, time. This is we kind of seen a big this headline type of thing. One, I mean, we've seen this type of thing. I think before. I don't know historically who's done it off the top mm-hmm. of my head. But they uh, you, there there are fewer rules that govern combat sports, right? <laughs> like you can bet on yourself if you want. I think there was a UFC fighter who took his entire scheduled earnings, mm-hmm. and that was untaxed too. So you're going to earn less than you actually are supposed to earn because of tax related reasons, obviously. And went to a sports book and bet all that on himself to it's try crazy. and double his money and got knocked out cold and leaves with nothing. It's so a crazy. concussion and no no money uh, <laughs> for his trouble. So I think you can you can do a little bit more if you're in that game. But Jake Paul has nothing to lose here. The biggest thing he can lose is the O. The only thing that matters to him is winning. So I, I think he'd be okay if he doesn't actually earn the purse for his fight. Jake Paul can just you know put anything on social media and he's going to get paid for it. What is the purse here for this? I'm not really sure. I'm sure um, he's making a decent amount of money, but Jake Paul, I, I, he's still like in the minus 150 range. You I, told I said me this it. on Monday. This, this is your does, best bet. Jake Paul does not sign up for fights. He's not going to win. I think they have a read on this guy. I think they know they can beat this guy. And guess what? Tommy Fury's not Jake Paul. Like he's, he is the B side in this 100%. So I think betting on Jake Paul is a decent idea. You might have to parlay him up this weekend if you're maybe watching the UFC or something else. But I think Jake Paul at a reasonable number, Jake Paul signs up for fights he expects to win. Yeah, I mean, anything for a little extra media attention too, this helped, right? Of course. Um, okay. It's all about selling the fight. The most important uh, part of this weekend is Ailish's right. yeah, it is. dog no, it is. draft tomorrow. I sound reluctant, but it is. Tomorrow, Being sincere. if you missed the beginning of the show, probably one of the most important days of my life is tomorrow. I'm going to select my puppy. A memory person. that will last a lifetime. I'm it truly you. is. And somehow the puppy gods have graced me with first overall selection at the 2023 puppy draft. Slavkovsky in or Palmerston, right? Ontario, where my Bernadoodle will be selected from a litter maybe, of seven. Maybe it's Logan Cooley. Hey, Cooley's a cute name for a pup. I'm, I don't have a name yet. I don't even start with that. But there'll be I'm seven. sure you'll be asking for names on Monday. Yeah. There'll be seven puppies to decide. And I have first overall selection. I'm on the board tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's a, it's a huge moment in my franchise development. I have one pet. I'm mm-hmm. going to be adding another pet to my roster. It's really important. I got to figure out. It's what, Noah's Ark over there at the <laughs> Four Far Residence. I got to figure out, you know, what, what type of player I'm looking to add to my roster. If I have one more piece of advice for you. It's just to choose love. They're going to choose you. <laughs> choose love, Ailish. So don't hard. don't be like, oh, that's that one may look different than all the other ones. It's not about that. You hate the one it's, that I no, showed no, you. No, no, it's a. I just don't want you to get distracted. The dog, the puppy, will choose you. Just remember that. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So 10 a.m. <laughs> tomorrow will be the the big draft, folks. So if you'd like to tune in, you can check out my Instagram. At Alish Warfare. Maybe live streaming this. Thing? I might have to go up on the podium and <laughs> select my puppy. That's how you're going to start the show on Monday. The first overall pick. Oh, I will. Lex. And I might have a name by it. 
by go. then. Oh, so, you're ready? You're... I have a short we'll list. We'll see. I, you Justin, got, I got a short list. You might stretch this out a little bit. Anyways, I pick I pick the puppy tomorrow, and I bring the puppy home two weeks after that. It'll be a part of the journey. It's a big so time. tune in. It's, it's the a... biggest part of the weekend right now. The puppy draft. Enjoy it. Tomorrow. Uh, thanks for a great, great week, everybody. Uh, we'll be back Monday morning. Enjoy the weekend. And see you then. Choose love. Choose love.